Welcome to Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Molly. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Merry Swiftmas, everyone. We've been pretty busy the last couple of weeks uh, with our personal lives, but we are coming to you before the end of the year. We are going to do a year in review um, by way of superlatives. That's going to be the main focus of this episode. But of course, we have a lot of Tavis content over the last couple of weeks and just like Taylor being out and about and all over the news per usual. So uh, Taylor, uh, Taylor, <laughs> I called you Taylor. Ryan, <laughs> did, did, what a compliment. Did, did you stream any Taylor on Christmas Day because she was the number one streamed artist on Spotify? Per usual on Christmas Day. Really? really? No, you're mm-hmm. going to be disappointed. It wasn't until Christmas Eve that I finally listened to Christmas Tree Farm. So sorry. Not like for the first Man, time it's... ever, but like this season. <laughs> Good clarification. Yeah. Hey, you never know. People are like, you have a podcast and you haven't listened to Christmas Tree Farm yet. Guys, have you heard that new um, song, Christmas Tree Farm? It's a banger. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know she lived on a Christmas tree farm? When I was playing it, (laughs) when I was playing that recently, I'm like just imagining Travis bopping around a Christmas tree farm around his house, like decorating. Oh, really? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Babe, this is a good song. Turn it up. (laughs) She's like, I could sing this to you live right now. He's like, no. Anyway. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, she was going back and forth from New York to Kansas City and like she might be gone and he's trying to be in the Christmas spirit. Just pop on a little Christmas tree farm. They were together for Christmas Day, though. They were. They were. And Christmas Eve, technically, because of the game. Yeah. The game was on Christmas Day. Yeah. No, Christmas Eve. No, the Chiefs game was on Christmas Day, girl. On Sunday? Christmas Day was Monday. (laughs) I know. What are you saying? And the Chiefs like, played on Monday. They did? <sighs> yes. More you know. Long there week. were NFL games on Sunday on Christmas Eve, but the Chiefs did not play until Christmas Day on Monday. Dang. All right. We'll get into that more in the uh, Karma is My Boyfriend segment. But uh, Tis the Damn Season notably re-entered the top 200 on apple music on christmas day and i saw someone tweet man everyone's having a rough christmas if they're out here listening to the damn season even i was listening to that feelings yeah (laughs) um also last week um in the lead up to christmas taylor was spotted at electric lady studios leaving like I think the report said like 2 a.m. she left the studio and Kendrick Lamar was also there that night. Oh, yeah. I saw the photo. Well, I don't think we got a new photo of them together. Oh, yeah. Uh, was it not the new? photo? No, people were no, people were posting like, yeah, an old photo of them. But they were just commenting that they were both in the studio together. So do you think that they were like actually working on something together? Or do you think they just both were recording at Electric Lady Studios? I'm thinking Kendrick Lamar is going to be on rep. <laughs> Dude. Thinking, what if he uh, did get back-to-back collabs? 
that'd be awesome. I would love to have more Kendrick. I mean, and we got none like new ones for 1989, so maybe she's trying to make up for it. Yeah, maybe they got re-inspired when he came in to record his Bad Blood remix. I know, it's so good. I never used to like it that much, like more than the original. Now I find myself listening to the remix all the time. It's just so good. And I think I finally have learned all all of Kendrick's part many, many, many years later. Yes, I, I've been trying to like perfect the rap, but um, I'm not there yet. The next time that we're together, hopefully... We can the both expectation will be there. spit it out. Yeah, yeah if you can't I know. Do it, be really you know I'm competitive, so if you already have it memorized, then I need to get on it. I do, yes. <sighs> Don't slack. Since our last pod recording, Taylor was named Time Person of the Year, which is pretty cool. And look what I've got. Oh. I picked it up. <laughs> Dang. A um, real magazine in the flesh. Yes, for our listeners who can't see our video, this is the Time Magazine cover of Taylor in the black bodysuit looking very rap-coated with uh, Benjamin Button slung over her shoulders. Did you see people trying to recreate this cover on social no. like by picking up their cats and dogs and trying to wear them? like? The oh, my God. <laughs> I wish my dog was small enough to do that. That's great. Did they I have considered covers? trying to no. do it with our dog. Yeah, there are three three different you covers. Did. I just I got the one. Yeah. Mm. I mean, yeah. I saw yeah, I, I like saw all of them, but I was just wondering if they had different options, like like Taylor, different vinyls to buy. Yep, pretty much, and you could buy them in a three pack if you really wanted. What did you like about the article? What was your biggest takeaway? Well, when I first, what like because you know they like you saw quotes and stuff before like the article well, I guess the article was already out but like people were starting to like talk about quotes and I remember being like what are these quotes by Taylor like oh metal is hell and just like how she like spoke I was like all right this is gonna be a weird article um they picked like the worst quotes from her and then I read it and then halfway through they really like built her like come up story and I feel like I ended up mm-hmm. in my feelings about it more than I thought. Like we obviously know her whole story, but I think they did such a good job at like the Kenny Chesney part. I didn't know, which I thought that was crazy. I didn't either. Um, yeah. And then w- when it got to the part about like, you know, the Kanye stuff and all of that, I like just really, I don't know. And then just the pressure on artists in general and just all of that culminating during that section of it was just a lot more, I don't know. It was way more in my feels about it than I thought I would be about a story that I already know. And just like how resilient she is and just like, dang. Yeah. So for those who haven't read the time article yet, you should definitely read it. Um, But the Kenny Chesney part is kind of in the beginning and it's Taylor telling the story of how she was supposed to go on tour with Kenny Chesney. She was supposed to be the opener and then the tour got sponsored by a beer company and she was too young to go on the tour so she describes that she came home from school and saw her mom crying on the front stoop as if someone in the family had died like that's how upset her mom was and her mom had to tell her that she couldn't go on the tour um but then I think like sometime a couple of months maybe a year later he um gifted her a large check around her birthday and it was like, sorry that it didn't work out to go on tour, but like, I really believe in you. And, and here's just 
basically like some financial help. And then that was able to, she said it was the most money she'd ever seen in her life. And she was able to, um, take that and then like, and move forward. And yeah, I had never heard that story before. It sounds like it was a huge part of her whole, it propelled her whole career. And imagine like if that hadn't happened, like, but obviously it's what you do with it, which she, you know, took that and, created this empire of music and success there was a quote um from her where she says like i um i take extreme pain and i turn it into defiance something along those lines i think that just like sums up a lot of the article i agree with you there were there were parts that were new information like the kenny chesney part that i didn't didn't know before and other parts like the kim kanye or scooter drama that you know we've heard and we know and we like live and breathe but somehow the way it was written um just it felt like you were hearing it in in a new way and i guess maybe just because we're we're hearing it from her like years after the fact and it's like some people i think have questioned if she still holds any of those grudges or if she's been able to move on because obviously she's doing so well now I think this article made it pretty clear that um, she's moved on, but she has not forgotten (laughs) and she has not, maybe not forgiven either. (laughs) I know the fact that she name dropped Kim. I know everyone was like freaking out about that, which is stupid because like we all know it was Kim, but like for Taylor to finally just be like, yep, Kim Kardashian. It's like, oh, she's coming for her. So like she's over it, but like not, you know. Right. Um, Yeah. Oh, the other thing I was going to say was just when it felt like it was like a two-sided meaning quote when they started talking about rep right afterwards uh, and how it was like met with uproar and skepticism. And then like when she says, like, I thought that moment of backlash was going to define me negatively for the rest of my life. I felt like that was like a play on two situations, the Kanye thing, but also the fact that the album wasn't really well received. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, and how she said she was like overthinking these albums and all of that. And it just adds to how I've always felt like, you know, how does she feel about reputation? And is it just a a bad memory of all of this time of her life and now like past Joe and just all of that? But I was I was at least happy that the follow up when they briefly talked about, you know, the impending re-release of Rep, it seemed like she was pretty stoked with it and seemed excited for what is going to be on there Um, because she's probably also just going off of us because she knows that we all love it. And even if she's just feels some type of way, she's like, well, my fans love it. So let me just make the best of this. All right. She said the, the rap vault tracks are going to be fire. fire. <laughs> so excited. Yeah. yeah. Actually, it was funny because um, when I was thinking about our past episodes, you know, since it's been a couple of weeks since we've recorded and how you always say like Taylor hates rep, when I read, and I, I never really agreed with you, but then when I read the article, I did finally see like where you were coming from of like, obviously it was a bad time in her life. That was the last album um, with her old label, the Kim and Kanye of it all. And then the fact that it's pretty much a love album dedicated to Joe, it's like, yeah, I can see why you think she might not want to reflect on it. But it was also forever. Like, the most epic comeback, whether it was received at that time or not. Like, 
she had one chance and she took it. Like at that tour sold out. It was like the highest grossing tour. And so many like fans were still just as excited for that. Um, and I think that it has now come to fruition that like during the Eras tour, I think most people can collectively agree that they're most excited to see the reputation set live. It's just the best stadium yeah. album. It really is. Granted, I feel like she still didn't really uh, talk about or imply like that that was where rep, like the pivotal moment of rep was like the comeback. It was like, it still felt like, okay, I'm going through all of this. Here's this album. It's still kind of a blip. Okay, now we're going to do Lover. Mm, that's not really very well as well received. And it's like the makeup album for rep. Um, so it's still, I feel like, this last year, in her mind, is probably, like, her, like, not comeback year, but, like, her year that, like, made her, like, made her break, made her broke her, like, future, make, you know? A make and, like, or break moment. As an artist. Yeah. With Midnight. Make or break. Yeah. 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 So she still didn't even give it the credit because it was still so hazy back then. I think that's why I but love yeah. Midnight so much is because, to me, it kind of feels like a perfect, uh mix of all the things I love about various albums like kind of all in one like the storytelling and the production and just like different vibes throughout the album but the other thing I was really interested in the time article was just learning about her era's tour prep and the fact that she would run like three hours on a treadmill every day seeing the set list like it that is insane I the can, apple commercial is real <laughs> right hopefully she didn't fall on her face like she does in the apple commercial <laughs> but that is crazy as someone who runs and runs to taylor like sometimes i will if i'm you know no one's around i will start trying to sing some songs like if you're on a run and you're listening to like freaking out of the woods or something and you're just like are we out of the woods and i get out of breath literally in just the bridge so I don't know how she did that. I also like the sly um, revealing when she's like, I know I'm going on that stage, whether I'm sick, injured, heartbroken, uncomfortable or stressed. It's like the heartbroken's obviously the shout out to her literally starting tour with her breakup. And then the Matt Healy, I mean, she wasn't heartbroken over him, but still, <laughs> um, and you know how she has been sick and when she injured herself, when she cut her hand or yeah. Oh my gosh. And she's like, that's part of my identity as a human being now. And it's true. It's like Taylor is now synonymous with the Eras tour. If if that makes sense. Like, obviously she is. You know what I mean? Like now it's like one and the same. So it's like, who will she be when the Eras tour is over? I think she can start just be Taylor again. Yeah. 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 And how she. I'm sure she's excited for whatever that looks like. Yeah. And how she just acknowledge that it was hard for fans to get tickets and that people put a lot of effort not not just in like the financial aspect of trying to attend a show um but in their outfits and just like the lead up and how much hype the fans brought to the tour that she wanted to make sure she was bringing that same level of energy I just thought that that was so cool and over the last couple of weeks too her dancers have been posting I think it was like around December of last year that they all got the calls that they were selected to be in the tour so that it's just been kind of cool to see some of those layers like get peeled back I feel like and the fact that we still have a whole nother year of shows it's like 
yeah so much to look forward to thank god because i've really missed not having uh that content although she's still giving us the content man even when she's not on tour i know imagine if she wasn't with travis like where would we see her outside of just like casual dinners and stuff like where would we see her right now like that is our time it's like okay every sunday we're gonna see taylor on the screen but if not we wouldn't see her as much well she still has her girl squad and she they went hard for her birthday um taylor gave us the gift of, of the heirs tour being available for rent and her own gift was a big party in New York City with like all of her best friends. It was like Blake Lively, Gigi, Jack was there, represent, um, Kelly and Miles Teller, Sabrina Carpenter, Gracie Abrams, like oh her high school best friend Abigail, um, two of the okay, Heim but sisters. Did you? I found myself looking at those photos and be like, oh Abigail's there. I mean, of course she is, but. I was just wondering because she was never like directly next to Taylor. Mm. And I just wonder how hard that's got to be to be Abigail watching, you know, these big time celebrities of your childhood best friend who at one point was just Taylor, not like Taylor Swift. And now you're kind of just like, you're still there, but you're kind of a little bit further in the background because you're still just a normal chick. And I don't know. I, I was like, that's got to be really interesting. I mean, obviously she's probably still stoked. She's like, whatever, I get to hang out with sick celebrities and you know but i don't know i just noticed how far away she was in all those photos and i was like that's kind of sad like not even like one like photo of them together Come well on. i think there were probably more photos taken than what we're seeing but i did see a funny tweet that um it was like listing all the names i just said at the party and then just abigail like no last name which her last name is Anderson I think before she got married I don't know if she's changed it now um but I just thought someone just shouted out like like everyone knows who Abigail is we don't even need to say her last name you know we're out here like Sabrina Carpenter Gracie Abrams but Abigail no last name needed so Abigail. she's she's pretty epic man I think she embraces that role of like OG best friend man no one can take her place she's the longest friend so it's true um, and the other just fun thing that we should mention as a uh, throwback to our last episode about Dumois is that Kelly Teller came for Dumois again over the last like week because Taylor was wearing this like beautiful new ring and people were... Was it on her ring finger? No, it was on her middle finger. It was on, I think it was right? on like her pointer finger maybe. Um, like her index finger. Yeah. Not her ring finger. No, no, no. But it was a like big ring that had like an opal and blue topaz. And there were all these theories that Travis gave it to her and it was like $200,000 and it was supposed to symbolize their different birthstones and blah, blah, blah. And so someone posted a TikTok saying, you know, why they think Travis gave her the ring for her birthday. And there was a photo of um taylor and kelly like walking on the street and she's clearly showing the ring to kelly so it looks like taylor's maybe telling her about it mm. um and kelly liked this tiktok of this girl with a theory about travis giving the ring to taylor waits a couple of days dumois i guess picked it up i don't know i don't look at dumois stories i tried like during the whole tree pain thing and they post so much I literally wouldn't be able to keep up with it if I wanted to 
But I guess they ended up posting saying like, yep, confirmed, like Travis gave the ring to Taylor and Kelly was waiting for that moment because then they said confirmed. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. They were like, oh, well, Kelly liked this TikTok and whatever. I don't know if there was some another blind tip or whatever. So Dumois puts out there the like secret source. Yeah. Like, yep. Travis bought it for Taylor. Oh, like birthday present. And then Kelly is like, ha, gotcha. I gave it to her. Here's a video of when I gave it to her. <laughs> oh, deuces. Dude, and then she dropped the name. Yeah. The name. She was like, oh, Melissa in Dumois. And I was like, first of all, how'd she get that information? So I'm like, wait, do all the celebrities just actually know because they're celebrities and they're just not exposing her because they don't give a shit? And then, yeah, when she called her out, I was like, wait a second. So she's not as anonymous as I thought? And I'm clearly... Yeah. So now can you take that information and just run with it? <sighs> the call that was my favorite part was the name drop. She wasn't just like she was like if you don't stop I'm going to throw in the last name <laughs> next time. Like and the Swifties are already ready to go as we've talked about in our last episode about Dumont's like they're ready. So now you gave a first name? They don't need much more. You would more. think that oh, yeah. Dumont would have like backed off after the tree pain stuff, but she's posting about Taylor just as much nah, as she dude. always was like and it's yeah. But we we'll... Next thing you know it's going to be like, "Oh, Taylor files for divorce from Joe officially, so now she can marry Travis." And it's like cuz you know, they got secretly married and you know, according to Dumois. And it's like, wait, what? I just, I feel like Kelly is like the representation of like the entire fandom because back when she was on the set of the, I can, or sorry, the, um, I bet you think about me music video because her husband was the like main character. There's a photo of her like in sweatpants off to the side with her headphones on, like sitting on the ground looking sad. And then Taylor is like comforting her. <laughs> and people have used that as like a meme over and over again since that came out. Mm-hmm. But it's just like imagine being a fan of Taylor. Your husband gets cast in this music video. You end up becoming friends. And now she's just like, I mean, Gigi and Selena have done this kind of stuff in defense of Taylor before, too. But Kelly just being like bait and switch, like, I'm going to go like this TikTok, knowing full well that people will take that as some sort of a fact when it means nothing. And then wait for Dumois, like set the trap Mm -hmm. and then boom. As Taylor said in the Time article, the trash takes itself out every time. I know. New tattoo idea. I was going to (laughs) mention (laughs) that. A little aggressive, especially without the context. You're like, okay, with like a little tiny <laughs> trash can. That'd be kind of really goofy and like kind of, I don't know, I could see it. It's very like hipster, cute little like cartoon trash can. Or, but like a snake interwoven throughout the, the letters. Like the trash takes itself out every time with like a snake weaving through. Oh, that's way more classy. That's <laughs> classy. You can get or a, like a little snake popping. Its you little can get a trash can tattooed can. on you. Why not? <laughs> Or not, you know? <laughs> Guys, you don't get it. If you know, you know. Otherwise, you don't know. Yeah, just get it. a trash can, not the words, and be like, okay. if you know, you know. <laughs> Why do you have a trash can on yeah. you? Because the trash Right at the bottom, I-K-Y. <laughs> we cannot gloss over the fact that you very briefly mentioned about that Taylor gave us the gift of the rental oh. because I just wanted to ask the important question... 
How many times have you rented it okay. so far? Okay, you want to guess? And I feel like you're gonna you could either be disappointing and say like one, or I think you could go what was more predicted and like off the rails and be like, why don't you guess and then I'll tell you. The fact that it's more than one already is like, so it's obviously more than one, which is great. Um, three, one, mm-hmm. only one. I exhibited self control for once in my life. How many times did you watch it within that twenty four hours? Um, one time, like sitting watching in full. Um, so I waited until the Friday of that weekend as like a little incentive. It came out, I think, on Wednesday. Um, so I watched it that Friday night. It was great, although um, I I, the first thing I texted Alex because he was away for work was. I think we're going to need a bigger TV and a better sound system because going from watching it in theaters to like home on the little TV wasn't cutting it, man. I couldn't turn the sound up as loud as I wanted. Um, But no, it was great. I loved watching it. And then I put it on like various parts throughout the weekend as I was like cleaning and like doing stuff around the house. But um, and then when Alex got back, didn't you only get, you it, get it for 48 hours? hours? So that was also hours? part of the reason why I waited oh. till Friday night. Like he got home Sunday afternoon. So I was able to show him the bonus. You know, he was waiting on pins and needles to get back from this 12 day work trip and watch the bonus content. But I waited to show him long live. And what's the bonus? Yeah, oh, the new long live um, wildest dreams and the archer, which the frustrating part is the. Um, they put them at the end. Like they didn't edit it into the set list in order. It's like bonus content at the That's end. Weird. But when you rent it, it is like in chapters, you know, like you used to have if you had a DVD or something, like you could skip around to scenes. Like they have the, mm-hmm. all the songs as chapters. So what I did when yeah. I was watching was like I watched the lover set. And then after she sang lover, it starts to transition to fearless. I was like, pause went to get the archer clip, watched the archer and then went back. Like, so I was watching them in order. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. That's such lazy editing on their part. They're just like, slap it at the end. We're not doing this. We're not re-editing this video. We're not. So just no one cares. People will watch um, it. The day that it dropped, both like the Ares tour film and like Taylor Swift, obviously it was her birthday. Like all that was trending, but then so was Google Drive. Because people were like buying it for rent, screen recording it, and then like someone, someone like went and put it in order and like put it on Google Drive and was like, here you go, I did the work. Oh my! Did it get taken I down? Know. I never clicked on it. I was like this, you know, as little dude doing, yeah. But yeah, I, only I know. I feel like Swifties probably feel a little torn about bootlegging, bootlegging her content. It's like, would she? How would she feel about this? But also, you're welcome, Swifties. Exactly. We're doing it for <laughs> us. Yeah. Well, I mean, we. You said you wanted to get a new sound system for reps. So, Alex, uh, I mean, more incentive. Got to get on it. We only have a few months I left. Know. So. You know, it's time to start funding. I know. We need to start a GoFundMe for the reps. <laughs> we, we're going to have to go to Best Buy and get the, like, the, <laughs> for the, the geek squad to come in and set up a better sound system before rep. <laughs> now it's time for Kama is, is my, my boyfriend. Kama is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me on Christmas. 
on a Christmas hey. tree farm. Hey. <laughs> um. So <laughs> since our last episode, Taylor's been the little busy little Chiefs fan, going to three different games. She went. Uh, she was in Kansas City for the Bills game, like the week of her birthday. They went to a little holiday pop-up bar afterwards, and we got some kiss photos that broke the internet. They were pretty cute. They're always cute. Um, always. Yeah. Just like the fact that we even, that they're out in public, it's just so different and refreshing. This- and then she was in Boston um, for the Patriots game. They showed her on the big screen. So actually, Alex's brother went to that game, um, and we were asking him if oh. he heard all of the boos. Yeah. So they showed her on the screen, and it was there were a couple of boos, but overwhelmingly cheers because apparently, so the Patriots are having a down year if you don't follow football, um, and there were a lot of tickets available for that game. It was a Sunday one o'clock game. Apparently the even knowing came it's a Chiefs, in, like yeah, I was like, even though it's a yes. Chiefs game, who cares about the Patriots? It's a Chiefs game. The the game was supposed to be a Monday Night Football game, and it got moved back to Sunday at one because of like how irrelevant it was. Um, wow. so apparently the Swifties like showed up. I saw people like all that whole day saying like they were in Foxborough and it was just like a bunch of people wearing Taylor shirts, which is awesome. So when they showed her on the big screen, um, all the Swifties in the stadium were like, let's go. And Travis talked about it on the podcast on new heights saying like, you know, someone has to be pretty special for like the opposing stadium to show them and it be met with like mostly cheers just cool right and then they were probably just treating it like her concert they're like we're back foxy foxborough baby foxy foxborough i mean that's Um, what i would do that's what you uh, did when you went to the game wasn't it last yeah whatever it was this fall last fall no it was yeah it was in september like it was before like two weeks before we knew that she and travis were dating like before she went to a chiefs game i went to a patriots eagles game at at foxborough and i wore my heirs tour shirt um and yeah so i got to see jason kelsey play then um and then Brittany mahomes posted a picture of some cookies that they had in the suite that said brad's and chad's on it which is a shout out to the time article which i just thought was hilarious um which oh the time article like talking about taylor talking about travis in the time article i think is huge like she got one person of the year and she's talking about him in it like that will forever even, be there whether they even though go the long run or not maybe i'm just like i don't know maybe my expectations are too high but i was hoping for more of a i don't know if you follow like kelsey ballerini probably not as closely as i do because i am a big fan um but her and like chase stokes are like i mean in my opinion they're they are whew, they're too much in the best way. And so he like came out and wrote this review about Kelsey and it was like the sweetest, most insane Aww. thing anyway. So how Taylor talked about Travis was, it just felt like a little lackluster. I don't know. Like well, as someone been dating who's for so, a couple of months, like I know Kelsey, she definitely, Kelsey she and cool Chase girl. have been dating for like, for Only, like what? Not a that year long. Two. Not even. No. no I, like, yeah. They just, I think just over a year. Cause she just got her divorce 
I don't know, all within a year, like nine months, I think. Actually, actually, it might be like nine months. They might not even have hit their year yet. I listened to the Call Her Daddy episode. Anyway, so not very long. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Taylor just did a really good job at being cool girl because we all know like Taylor's like the biggest romantic in the whole entire world. But for her to speak about her relationship in a so just chill I don't know. Like she was like, yeah, we're just proud of each other, which like that was cute, but it was still just, I don't know. There wasn't, didn't make me feel anything. And then when she said it was like metal as hell and then like played around, I thought it was like cute how she like basically called him out for calling her out on his podcast and like talked about all of that and stuff it was fun. Like a lot of fun facts were exposed there, but I don't know. I just didn't like feel anything about it. You know? Really? I actually no, disagree. I was, <laughs> I was just so well. Again, I was just surprised that, like, I mean, obviously, it's a huge storyline about her right now. So I'm glad that they covered it. But again, for like time, person of the year is just such like a big honor, even though it's kind of like a made up honor, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like her, I think she's the first female like singer to ever be on the cover. I don't even know how many artists like singers in general um musicians have been on the cover um so yeah I what I liked about it was that she kind of made fun of us and was like I would not be insane enough to hard launch us at a game like we so we we learned about their timeline like their relationship timeline a little bit better she pretty much clarified that like after he put her on blast on the pod that she reached out pretty shortly after and they had been talking and had gone on dates um, before she went to that first Chiefs game in September. Um, And I think that Taylor is a pro in these situations at saying a lot by saying little. So like this quote tells us everything we need to know. When you say a relationship is a relationship is public that means I'm going to see him do what he loves. We're showing up for each other. Other people are there and we don't care. The opposite of that is you have to go to an extreme amount of effort to make sure no one knows you're seeing someone. We're just proud of each other. So what you're like, oh, that doesn't make me feel anything. I'm like, that is a direct shot at her past relationships. Oh. And her being like, yeah, we're not afraid to talk about each other and show up for each other. I don't think that means she needs Fair. to like dive into their you know, relationship dynamics. That's not what the article is about. It's like about her and her career, but they are both openly supporting each other and showing up for each other. And she's not afraid to talk about it. Whereas in past relationships, it has felt that way. So you're right. That's very true. Uh, I know it's now thinking about it. It's like, it seems a little naive to think Taylor would come out and say anything that's all like gushy because at the same time it's a big deal knowing that this article now is in that's it it's like printed forever so now if you guys break up and like that's never really happened like there's no real print and like media um like coverage of like past relationships in that way from her her point of view so they break up Mm -hmm. you want it to be kind of a neutral like yeah we were dating it was cool and then you know which is yeah i mean she's nothing if not freaking calculated and brilliant and her own PR. So in in hindsight, it does make more sense. Whereas like, I don't know, Kelsey and Chase, they have the stakes are so much lower because she's so much, you know, she's not Taylor Swift. So they can kind of just be like, ah, all the time. Whereas at the end of the day, Taylor's public now, but she's still 
Taylor Swift and still has to keep some things kind of, you know, on the deal. That makes right. sense. I think as a whole, I just have appreciated that, again, they're not, like, hiding the relationship or it's not that they don't want to talk about it, but they're not giving us, like, personal details. We're we're getting, mm-hmm. like, a public glimpse at them, and that's fun and exciting, but we're it's also not, like, invasive, you know, the yeah. information it's that we're finding It's very PR. Out. Yeah. But when yeah. she comes out with a new album, we'll get songs, and then we'll really <laughs> Then we'll know how she feels, which, you know. Yes. Uh, um but she did she did also bring her entire family to kansas city for the game on christmas day um her mom and dad were there and then i don't know if it's 100 percent confirmed but the guesses were that the santa that taylor was with all day was her brother austin um and he was like walking around ringing this bell and like at one point she grabbed it from him and rang the bell and i saw people saying like taylor uh, is about to play Haunted because <laughs> she was oh, yeah. the bell. <laughs> I know. I saw that and I was like, what are they talking about? And I was like, oh my God, throwback to that terrible video we watched of her performing Haunted and throwing chairs off the stage. Y'all haven't seen that. No, I that highly was... recommend watching it. No, the Haunted though was like the big bell comes down and she like rings She crawls bell. inside of it. Doesn't yeah. she? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That was the same concert, though, that she jumped off. She pushed the chair off the stage there during what was it? Should have said no or no. What was the song? I think so. Yeah. It should have said no. And then people okay, were yeah. comparing like Travis. Um, Travis threw his helmet on the sidelines of the game and people were like freaking out about it. Again, this happens in football like regularly. Travis does this, whatever. And then people were like, uh, Taylor throws chairs, guys. OK, <laughs> like, calm down. She can handle it. <laughs> Same energy. <laughs> I was privy to a conversation or overhearing a conversation just the other day about Taylor and Travis and like the Chiefs games now. And the one person was like, like just kind of annoyed and was like, Taylor has nothing to do with football and blah, blah, blah. And then I just like leaned in and I was just like, I mean, did the Chiefs even like exist before Taylor Swift and just like feeding, you know, just trying to like <laughs> troll, troll her. I was like, were they even like good before? Like you know, did they even win a Super Bowl before? Or, like, did anyone care that they won the Super Bowl? Like, I was like, what? Like a few years ago? She's like, last year. I was like, did anyone care until now? But anyway, <laughs> it was just funny because there are definitely still people who now like hate Taylor even more just because. Oh, what does she have to do with football? It's like, look, dude, she has everything and nothing at all to do with it. But everything at this point, like, yeah. Yeah, and she's getting the uh, WAG. For those of you who don't know, that means like wives and girlfriends of the athletes. She's getting all the WAG swag. So she was wearing an 87 Santa hat, which, you know, probably just pissed people off even more. But I thought it was Is that so a thing? Cute. They, and she had a little. It's gifted? Um, like, yeah. All I was actually just like made it? No. No, the other wives and girlfriends had like the same thing with their numbers on it, too. Mm, I just assumed they like had their, a little their, crap their players' numbers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that someone gave it to them. Um, and she. Do you think the earring a was a game. gift too? Okay, the earring. Earrings? Let's talk about the earring. She was wearing. Yeah, I don't. I, I at least saw one T earring. Um, and I know. I can tell she Taylor. Had it could be T for Travis. No. It, it is not for, for Travis, Taylor. Right? Yes. When have you ever seen her ever wear a T earring in her whole life? 
Never. I don't know, man. Some people like to wear their initials on stuff, but I Taylor agree. I doesn't. Think it was for Travis. Yeah, for Travis. It was aggressive, though. You're like, dang, like that's taking the your name on a chain around my neck to like the next level. Like, oh, chains are lame. Yeah. Let's Gen Z this and wear like a cool, edgy earring. I really hope. I was hoping it was just one earring, but I think it was probably two. But I was hoping it was just one. Like you know, how people do that. They wear like one cool earring. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Think was, when I lost one of my that. snake earrings. When I lost one of my snake earrings, I tried to do that and like put a stud in one ear and the snake earrings <laughs> in the other. I looked ridiculous. But yeah, she wants to wear his initial in a stud in my ear, stud in my ear. Not because he knows, owns me, because <laughs> he really knows me, <laughs> which is more than they could say. Uh, yeah, I think it's a big deal that her whole family was there. The Chiefs did lose, which freaking sucks. Um, Travis's dad was there too, and per usual, the conversations with friends jokes are just the funniest. Um, there was a picture of Taylor, her dad, her mom, and Travis's dad all kind of sitting around the suite chit-chatting, and they're like, oh, you didn't see them at a conversation with friends event on Christmas Day. <laughs> people just keep comparing it to that i need to finish that book i just need to be done with it i yeah for all those who don't know i've been reading it for like 20 years now and uh got into it because it was a big thing back when we all actually liked joe i was like oh my god let's support him and like whatever and then i wanted to watch the show so i wanted to read the book first and i haven't done either yet and now i feel like i'm stuck and i must do it and I want to see it. I actually want to see him act and see how mid he is. Um, <laughs> I feel like I just have to check this box. So maybe I should make that, you know, I have a few days left for the end of the year. Maybe I can make that happen. Just freaking cleanse myself of it. Because the book's kind of an easy read. So I have faith in you. I, uh, I read the book and watched the show back when this was more timely and relevant. <laughs> but if you want to catch up, you know. <laughs> Who would have thought they'd break up before I finished it? Me. I would have thought that. Not me. (laughs) No, you wouldn't have. You thought they were endgame. Let's be real. I did think they were endgame, but I never thought you were going to finish the book. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now I'm just doing it out of, like, rebellion. So you watch. We're going to have a a pod episode, like a book club, a Taylor's ex- pod book review that no one cares about because again it came out like many years ago they're like (laughs) no one no it's time for our 2023 year in review and uh instead of just you know going through the calendar of all the freaking crazy things that happened this year because we knew with like Taylor going on tour that we were going to get more from her than we have in the past but I don't think we could have ever anticipated the ride we were going to go on in 2023. It's been crazy. So rather than like going month by month and date by date, we're going to do superlatives. So the first one to start us off, the most shocking Swifty moment. This one was probably the hardest because I had a few and it was also hard. I feel like the year in re- review really put everything into perspective of, okay, what happened this year? And was trying to like rattle back, like starting off, you know, different events. 
So I'll just say it was like a toss up between the lead up to 19, 1989 re-release announcement. Like um, once mm. we were like once we like knew that we were going to that show, um, just like being on edge about every single detail each day of like the last six days of the tour being like everything that would point to that re-release of like today, tomorrow, whatever. Um, Joe and Taylor mm-hmm. breakup, which I hate that I have that on there, but it was a big deal. You know, I know she's more than her relationship. And then thinking Rep was going to drop shortly after the 1989 album release. I know that was probably just us and a few other unhinged Rep Swifties, but like I remember briefly literally thinking like, ah, like is this happening? You know, just switching over like that. And then also obviously... Um, I wrote just like Eras tour, which doesn't really make any sense, but clearly, you know, that was the moment <laughs> of 2023. No context. What about you? I had one thing written down, which was the Joe Allen breakup. Really? I, so specific. Yeah. Yes, and I obviously agree with you. She is not refined to her relationships, but. Um, I remember so specifically, I was like in our basement about to get a workout in and it popped up on my Twitter that she and Joe had broken up and I sent it to you and Alex. I'm like, this can't be true. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Um, And just the spiral that happened like the next several days. And I just feel like that was the catalyst to so many other things that came out this year, like you know, Maddie Healy, Travis, all these public appearances, her being out and about again, and just, yeah, that was the catalyst to the roller coaster. Um, and the fact that she like changed the set list afterwards to stop singing Invisible String to the one. Um, yeah, there were just so many things. And in the moment back then, it felt so devastating. It felt like we were all going through a breakup. Um, but you know what? We have come back stronger than a 90s trend, baby. And we are on the up now. Yeah. So when we found out about the breakup, I was in my feelings and like so sad and devastated about it. And you were like, this is the best thing that could possibly happen. And I was like, what? Psycho? But you were right. I was wrong. Dude. So... Thank, thank you for that, because I wish I had some of those texts, because now this is all bringing back up old memories of, like, yeah, you were struggling, dude, and you were, like, we were, like, having conversations, wh- like, where I was probably not your favorite person, because I kept just being, like, dude, it's gonna be okay, man, like, and also, I was the one who was, like, I'm pretty sure this, this is true, like, based on whatever the sources, whatever the info was at the time, I was, like, I feel like this news is true. And you were like, no. And yeah, I remember I was like, are we going to end our friendship over this breakup? Because we You thought it was that serious? I don't know. You were really, you were, you were in your feels. Um, You're right. I forgot about that part. I did not believe the news at first because I'm just so not used to getting any legitimate Taylor information from like tabloid media. You know, I feel like that kind of has been proven both true and false in the last like six months that you really can't believe everything that they say anyway. But in the moment I was like, I won't believe it until we hear it from Taylor. And then she changed the set list. And I was like, well, okay. I guess we heard from Taylor. (laughs) 
Yeah. And it's so funny because now you're such a next. huge, like now you're in, so into Travis that it's like, see, wasn't it all worth it? Just like any breakup, right? Guys, this is just a message for all breakups. It's like you think it's like the end of days and then someone else comes along and you're like, actually, I'm pretty good. I'm actually better than before. So we're good. But yeah, I'm I think sure the important thing is just, yeah, like Taylor seems so happy now and we get to see more of her. So obviously it ended up being a win-win. Well, like, also, I feel like I used to be really scared because, I mean, I know she's dramatic and that's really just all it is. But like in so many of her lyrics, when she would allude to things and say like, oh, like if you leave, like that's it for me. And it's like, is that true? Are you going to be nothing if this relationship ends? Like she would constantly talk about that. And it's like, I really hope that's not true. And so then I started getting nervous. Like, please don't ever break up because you seem like you're not going to be able to handle it. But that's a joke because she's Taylor mm. Swift and of course she can handle it. So I feel bad for not uh, believing that she could. Yeah, we could go so much further down this rabbit hole. Like those when you mentioned the lyrics, it brought up 10 million thoughts to my brain. But we got to move on. Zane about category. Joe. He's always leaking in <laughs> it's and creeping n- into these not. freaking Joe ended in 2023. That's what that was the most shocking Swifty moment. Just Joe being ended. Yeah, we're gonna leave him in 2023. We're gonna yes. stop talking about him yeah. until rep drops, and then we're gonna talk about him again. All right. Next up, we have most surprising public appearance, non-tour related. Molly. Right, because obviously, like the tour, that was all planned. Like we knew we would see her in these various places. All right. So for me, I just want to say, I don't know. Mm. I think we both know what it is. Maybe not. I don't know. That's literally what I wrote in my notes. I think we both know dot, dot, dot. Okay. Mine is the first Chiefs game she went to. Yeah, same. Yes. Yeah. Literally same. And my number two to follow that up was the Saturday Night Live appearance because that was like whoa like okay mm-hmm. you went to the game but now like I mean it, it's such a big deal whenever she's on SNL and she just freaking popped right up Travis joined a skit making fun of some Swifties yeah I didn't have a number two because I was it was so like yep that was it that yep. was the biggest deal it was like and then again yeah when we all thought that she kind of was hard launching it was like oh my god Oh, she's at the game. Yeah. Oh, they're just friends. I love when everyone's like, oh, they're just friends. She's just supporting him. I was like, never. No, not even close. Uh, and just the image of her getting into his car afterwards and leaning back and putting her head, like her hands on her head and being like, oh, my gosh. And I drove off into the sunset. And on the podcast, oh he was like, then I just drove off in the getaway car. And everyone uh, from that moment on. <sighs> Our lives have been changed. As a distant third, I had a Sophie Turner pap lock because that was also like all in like the same two week time span, but all the Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner um, divorce news. And then who does Sophie go out to dinner with? Taylor Swift. And it's like, oh man, we are back, baby. Scorned women. Girl dinner. Scorned women. Squad. <laughs> All right, next superlative, sexiest Taylor moment. For some reason, the biggest thing that comes to mind 
which I know wasn't this year, was the TikTok that she created of the vigilante shit. Um, do you remember when she was all dressed up and like bedazzled and it was like that close up black and white TikTok? Oh, yeah. Again, random, yeah. but like that, I don't know. I also saw it on her TikTok again yesterday, but um, <laughs> I think just any any vigilante shit association. I mean, that is easily the sexiest part of the whole tour. So the chair dance. You? The chair dance. Um, yeah, when mm-hmm. I was watching the Arrows tour at home, I grabbed the podcast mic and was performing a little bit. Um, and hey. yeah, the vigilante shit. <laughs> like, I don't know. I. I kind of like forgot it was the next song when it came on and you know, it's like the end of the set list. So you're like starting to get a little tired. Then I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. I don't dress for women. Mm. Yeah. Um, were you doing the chair dance? Like on the couch, you know, you gotta try the chair, man. It's uh something. I was doing that one time with my <laughs> shitty desk chair and just like in, here <laughs> in my like very small space. I was like, what am I doing? But also why do I feel so like badass doing this? Right? Yeah. Um, my sexiest Taylor moment would be the SNL night when Travis got out of the car and opened the door for her and she stepped out and then he put his arm around her waist and she was like, and stopped for a second. Damn. I just will never get over that. I know. Now she's so used to it and she's like all over him and they're all handsy. But like that moment was like, okay this man and like pushing her security like aside and being like we're good bro i got this it was like that was the moment and then now i feel like yeah they've just been like maybe we're just used to it but that was a he set the stage there yeah that was like our first pda so big big moment um best game day (laughs) outfit and we say game day as if she is an athlete but y'all know what we're talking about best Chiefs game day attire. Yeah, I'm actually I'm really curious what yours is gonna be. I have, I have um, two. same. <laughs> so my overall favorite. I know which is, one's gonna was yeah. was Go her Thursday night football game outfit. It was Chiefs Broncos. She wore a red and black like windbreaker from Aaron Andrews line, and she had like a black corset tank top underneath leather skirt hair was up in a ponytail she just jacket off the shoulder sporty chic Mm -hmm. yeah that was one of what's yours that was one Ah. and i bet you the other one is also yours too um all right the other one is the i don't know what the game was so forgive me but i'm sure you know the um the shirt the sweater on the waist the black pleated skirt and the nike kicks with the red stripe Oh, okay. I figured you would like when it because she was the wearing Nike like kicks. the yeah, cheerleader skirt. She had like that that vintage like uh, Chiefs crew neck on, like the red one. And then when she took it off, and that was the one yeah. her kissing him on the cheek. That photo. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember well, I making you fun didn't of like that outfit. I yeah. know, but I like looked back through all the photos yesterday and was like, tried to channel like, what would I wear? And like, what is a functional like game day attire, but also looking like hot as hell? And so those are the two that came up. I felt more close to the the first one we talked about, like the black, all black look. That's more mm-hmm. of what I would wear. But 
I don't know. It was just such a cute pairing, and like the little red stripe on the in the, the Nikes was just such a cute little touch and her little high socks. It was very yeah. cheerleader esque. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. My number two was um, the Bills game on December 10th. She wore a like vintage Chiefs crew neck that was like black and red. It kind of like had this going on. And then a leather skirt and like knee high boots and her hair was down. I really liked that. Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, we both picked like sporty, chic options. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. I thought you were going to go like with one of her actual like all black outfits. So. I also Shocking. liked the jean shorts and like black top, but I just didn't feel like it was That's very what I thought you were gonna pick. I yeah. loved that outfit, but I just felt a little like t- just not right for that, I don't know, for the occasion. Yeah. So. All right, best All right. Easter egg of 2023. I have the I mean pretty much the entire I can see you music video is an Easter egg, but specifically when they drive off the car over the bridge and then it like zooms in on a little 1989 hanging over the bridge. And we were like, it's next. That was my favorite <laughs> Easter egg. I don't even think I knew about that. That's amazing. Uh, I don't even think I knew about that or all of those, like the Easter eggs in that music video. Yeah. Maybe because I just knew that 1989 was next anyway, or like, course it was next mine i would say was the blue dress um for the 1989 re-release night i just i mean it wasn't even i don't it's can you call it really an easter egg when it's just blatantly but at the same time just like the trolling and like each song with the different blue dresses it just felt it was such a if you know you know because some people didn't know in that moment that that's what was going on they were just like wow look at that blue dress right. that's nice it's like but the if big you know, blue ball you know. gown for uh, when she walked out to sing Enchanted. And it was like, oh, my gosh, that's new. The dress yeah. is blue. The dress is blue. It's like the most <laughs> subtle thing. And if you're describing that to literally anyone else, you're like, oh, my God, she's wearing the blue dress. And it's like, what is the blue dress? It's like, I don't know. She's never worn it before, but it's blue. <laughs> oh, my God, there's another blue dress. And it's just like something's yeah, happening those conversations you'd be like i okay so yeah i yeah. feel like that was yeah yeah it was like a short-lived easter egg because it was like an easter egg for something that you yeah. ended up finding out that night but it was epic yeah okay best new song mm-hmm. this was hard i had to go back through the discography to be like what am i am i getting everything did that come out in 2023 not 2022 you go first so I had two I put foolish one which kind of surprises me saying that out loud yeah yeah Yeah. then I also put is it over now yeah Yeah. obviously I was thinking like hits different but that was last year and technically I mean you're losing me maybe but I don't know didn't that also technically come out last year too no, You're Losing Me came right. out this summer. So that's, yeah, I had Is It Over yeah. Now at number one and You're Losing Me number two. I thought that you might have put All the Girls You Loved Before. Oh, was that this year? Mm-hmm. Dang. I might have done that. That might be tied with Foolish One. I did listen to that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So many good new songs came out this year. 
the best tour collaboration. So, like, Taylor bringing up another artist into theirs tour in some way. I have the... This obliterated me when I woke up and found out that this happened the night before. Nashville, night three, pouring rain, concert gets delayed several hours. She brings out Aaron Dessner and sings Woulda, Coulda, Should've. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty intense. A song that we never thought we would hear live and let alone with Aaron Desner. But obviously rain. he was he was her little emotional support, little emotional support friend. She was like, I don't yeah. really want to sing this alone because it's kind of a lot. So like will you sing like will you be there with me? It's just so cute. Dude, imagine just singing Give Me Back My Girlhood. It was mine first in the freaking rain at like one in the morning. It's just would have been so cathartic to be at that show. I probably would have blacked out. What was yours? Well, as we discussed before, I would say the getaway car with Jack, even though I didn't know that happened. But now that I know it happened, <laughs> I can't I believe would you're admitting that, that on the pod. <laughs> I am. I am. Because you know what? We keep it real here. And that's it. In Ryan's defense, um, that was a, one of her times that she. She, you pretty much had like two weekends this year that you were like off the grid, and that was one of yeah. them. I was in the desert, and the other one Utah. was the Chiefs game, yeah. And which yeah. I was also so I feel like, like in the woods, yeah. Yeah, when you like come back out of these weekends, you're just like, I can't bother to catch up, I've just got to move on with my life. And I'm like, get away car with Jack, New York City. <laughs> I know, I'm so like, if it's not happening in the moment, and if it's like having to go back I don't know it doesn't yeah I get lazy with it clearly didn't even know about that which is you know a big big L I mean I definitely told you you just forgotten yeah yeah so yeah that's mine didn't know it existed (laughs) that's mine (laughs) and I'm gonna watch the video after this episode and be like oh my god that that would have been mine that would have been mine but I thought you were gonna pick it so um yeah. Although I think what it could have should have is definitely it's like that was the first time I was ever song sung live and it's just so emotional and the fact that it was in the rain. Like Getaway Car, amazing, one of my favorite songs for sure, and like with Jack, but that one that ended up being a little bit more of like a goofy performance. So I went for the, you know, the like stab yourself in the heart performance. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Those not watching, I was just stabbing myself in the neck, um, metaphorically. I was like, um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, best Eras Tour surprise song night. Or surprise oh, songs. Man, all right. Yes. So I this I just thought about this so for so long um and I have literally like six different nights written down um but after a lot of reflection and knowing that I have to pick one I'm going with Mexico City night three which was Cornelia Street and you're on your own kid I knew you were gonna choose that really wait, did you pre- wait did she perform you're on your own kid once or twice that was like the 
third time she performed it. Yeah. She had already performed it. The first time she performed it, it was with Clean. Mm. What was the other one? I think the other one's the one that I thought would have been you. Death. She performed performed Death by a Thousand Cuts and You're on Your Own, Kid. That's the combo I think. Which is a close second. Yeah. Yeah. Close second. Love Death by a Thousand Cuts. I only didn't pick that by a thousand cuts like twice. And so far, she's only saying Cornelia Street once. Um, wait, I want to make sure I got that one. Oh, sorry. It wasn't, you're on your own kid. The first time it was saying was with the great war, which also epic. And the first time death by a thousand cuts was saying was with clean. That's what I meant. I had mixed those two up. All right. What's oh, yours? So she didn't do death by a thousand cuts with you're on your own kid. That makes sense. No, no. Um, no, she did in LA. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, same i was torn <sighs> i was between like should have said no slash better man um for foxborough or new romantics new year's day from 1989 Ooh. re-release just because i don't know i think that night just like made that like um but weirdly, if I was looking at it, just like looking at the list, which I did, I was like going through the list, another getaway car with Jack situation, like mm-hmm. before, I would have picked like, is it over now, um, out of the woods mashup and endgame. Same yep. thing. I consumed that content too effing late and didn't get the whole feel of it. But even on paper, I mean, just reading that, you're like, okay, well, I want that one. Like, what? Yeah. Um, yep. And I just, I love Out of the Woods. And then the fact that she was once again just like watching TikTok and giving people, like, I don't know. It was just her like face before cool. she goes into it. And then she's like, gives a knowing nod. Yeah. And then she's like, remember when? <laughs> and then a rep, uh. a rep song. Like, yeah, of course. Great, great. So honestly, that one, like even though Travis's again, I didn't song. Yeah. I didn't consume it the way. So yeah, but. On paper, that one for sure. Yeah, I have that one like on my, like I said, I have like six things written down. That one is on there as an honorable mention as well as my, I actually, so LA I think overall got the best surprise songs. Obviously she spent the most like nights there to to compare to any other city and she was filming for the movie. So it makes sense. Um but she opened LA night one with I can see you in maroon and I can see you was per- like, that was so well done live. It, I love that song anyway, but live, it just slapped Then night three was death by a thousand cuts and you're on your own kid. But I, for my personal favorites, LA night five was I know places and king of my heart. Hmm. And that, is an elite combo. Yeah, it's a banger combo. For yeah. sure. There are so, so many options. She really, and when you go back and you look through the list and you see how she like paired things together too, just like you said, better man and should have said no. Like that was like an angry night. Like we we're mm-hmm. coming for our exes night. Um, like looking I'm still through the list, she never I realized- did maroon and red just for the sake of mm. i don't know it's kind of cool like i don't know but 
like one example of just a cool pairing is she did like picture to burn and timeless. So like picture to burn, you know, talking about burning a picture. And then in timeless, she's talking about going through a box of old photos, just like the weird ways she like tied things together. Mm -hmm. Um, (sighs) yeah, there are so many options. It's really hard to pick, but, um, all right. Next one. Best moment of the tour. So it can be a surprise song as well. Yeah, I first struggled with this one as well because I was like, oh my God, there's so many shows. Um, So I just said the Speak Now release night just because I thought it was mm-hmm. so cool and unique and she'd never done that. And she freaking brought out um, Jacob from Twilight, a.k.a. Taylor Laut- Lautner. Um, and I don't know, like it was just, it was a crazy night. And yeah, it was, it felt like such a, a pull of, creative freedom of just like, yeah, this is my tour and I'm going to do whatever I want, including like randomly announce like an album and just, and then re and then release it, have release night during the tour and then do a whole thing with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a couple options. One of them you've already mentioned, which was coming out in the very first blue dress on LA night six. The other one was, Instead of the Speak Now, like, release night, it was the announcement night. So it was, like, night one in Nashville. She, uh, during the surprise song, she's starting it, and she's like, so, you know, I thought I've I've been planning something. And everyone goes nuts, because up until this point, we had no idea she was going to surprise us with this kind of stuff on the tour. Like this set the precedent for the rest of the tour, basically. And she's like, um, so if you could just look up at the screen and it says speak now, Taylor's version, like July 7th. And then she's like, drop everything now and starts playing sparks fly. I think just the, the fact that that was again, the first time we knew she was going to start, some shenanigans for the rest of the tour um that made it like the best moment for me just because it was like the first one but the best night of the tour is our next category and i had the like kansas city uh release night of speak now like you were just mentioning i mean like you said the well, that's one of them. I have another one too, obviously. But I feel no, like we're like, gonna have the same one. Yeah. <laughs> but to like, elaborate what? more Kansas on what City. you were saying, like Speak Now debuted. She came out um to sing Enchanted and then she didn't leave the stage. She stayed on. She sings Long Live with the Koi Fish guitar, all of the imagery. Then she drops the I Can See You music video, and then Taylor comes out and does his backflip. <laughs> night is like pretty hard to top just popping off yeah it was oh Mm -hmm. and then she also brought out um i'm forgetting the actress's name who was in the speak now video or i can see you video as well um she was there so it was like her taylor other taylor and they were all like yeah hanging out on the stage yeah with joey king and uh presley cash yep it was just like popping off um that's not when she had Ice Spice, right? Did Ice Spice just happen randomly no, on a random night? No, Ice Spice was at MetLife. That okay. was like the same um, weekend as Jack and Getaway Car. So you were you were 
dark mm-hmm. that weekend. That's like when things were popping off too, where it's like, oh, like here's the music video. We're going to show it to you right now. And here's Ice Spice. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what is she doing? It's like, all right. Yep. Um, yeah. It, and now it's like, of course, it makes it's constantly making us think, like, what is she going to do for rap? What, what was your best night of the tour? Obviously, 1989 announcement. Duh. But I'm biased. But Really? Okay. Um, All right. Well. Oh, you didn't think that's. Wait, what did no. you think it was going to be? No, you, go, you explain your thoughts and then I'll go. I think it's just coming from strictly just like a biased perspective because, you know, um, <clears throat> for those who don't know, we were there at that show. So naturally, we when you're involved, it. It's a little bit more personal because I I'm sure if I wasn't there that I would probably maybe not say it. I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't come, you know, granted, I'm talking about the Speak Now release night. I wasn't there and I still think that was just an epic um, presentation. But yeah, 1989 announcement, just like holding our breath for every single song or era. Sorry. And just yeah. And then the blue dress. It just, yeah, it was it was a ride. So I the blue don't dresses. Think I ever that. Yeah. Blue dresses. Yeah. Each era was just a ride. Yeah. Cause we went into that night with just like such high hopes that we were going to get an announcement. All the signs were pointing to it. Eight, nine was the date of the show. Um, the last show. All the Easter eggs that 1989 was coming out. And then when she came out in that first blue dress, like we said, it was like, oh my gosh. It's blue. And then she came out in a blue folklore dress and then the bated breath that you don't realize how long the intro to style is until like that moment. It's like, and I'm like, and then she came out in the blue 1989 outfit and it was just like, that's the other thing is like the, the 1989 set was it was just so different because you're just like getting so hyped because you're like, this is the album that is coming out maybe like right now, like, you know, and I don't think I've ever been so stoked for the 1989 part of the era store until that night. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And, but then there was of course the still that moment of what if she's just fucking with us and what if she's not enough, which like at the end of the day, Taylor doesn't push it that far because that would just be mean. Like, why would you even right. do that? You're like, I went and bought all these new dresses just to be like, ha ha. No. <laughs> like, that would be extra and kind of concerning if she did that. So, but there was still that part of being like, what if she's like, each dress, it felt like it was like locking it in a little bit more. Like, okay. But then you start to feel Delulu too. You're like, am I just wishing this to happen so hard that I'm reading too far into this? <laughs> the lights would flash blue at times, like the bracelets at times that didn't normally. It just, things were happening that if anyone's watched the Eras tour consistently on TikTok, like night after night, it's like, you know what's happening. And so any small de- deviation, you're like, that's not, what was that? Yeah, the people sitting next to us, when we gasped at the first blue dress, they were like, what? And we're like, it's not normally blue. This is new. Like, Yeah, the ah. auditory gas. Same with like folklore. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like singing New Romantics with her. The, the lyrics to New Romantics were just so perfect for that moment. I know. I could build a castle out of all the bricks they threw at me. And every day is like a battle, but every night with us is like a dream. The best people yeah. in life are free. 
All right, you convinced me. Maybe that is the best night. So I'm chasing the rep release. I'm like, I need to find out when and where it's happening because I need to be there. Because if 1989 was that epic, unfortunately, that's not really possible. But you never know. Maybe signs will start pointing, even though I feel like she has just completely misled us. I don't know if anyone knows anything about rep at this point. It's like all the signs, you know, keep pointing in the wrong direction. All right. What I had written down as my best night, but I thought you were going to say it, so I didn't. But we have to address it. Argentina night two, baby. I actually think they won the whole thing, although the nostalgia we just went down with 1989 was great. That was the night that Travis went, and they got, Kama is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. They got the, is it over now out of the woods mashup. They got Endgame, and at the end of the show, they got the kiss. Yeah, I don't know. You think that's the best night of the whole tour? Dude, that was crazy, man. Just because of the kiss. I mean... I think the fact that she changed the lyrics to Karma is really what solidifies yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. But the Is It Over Now Out of the Witch mash- mashup, the kiss could have not happened, and I still think that that might be, like, one of the best moments of the tour anyway, just, like, that one song. But then the fact that she Whoa. changed the lyrics, it was like, oh my gosh. True. It was another night of that just whole night was out. a private. Yeah, yeah. That whole night was like a private concert for Travis. So. Yeah. Um, Which makes it interesting for like next year. It's like if he goes to more shows, is she always going to sing that lyric when he's there? I, I hope so. That'd be fun. Which is perfect because this leads us into. 2024 predictions that wasn't on the list but that yes, should it be does. <laughs> will she change the lyrics every yeah. time uh travis is at a show yes of course she is i, she I wish she just changed it permanently but i yeah. understand why she didn't yeah like the next night i was like is she gonna do it again and then she didn't i know um all right so we have some 2024 predictions for you guys we'll see uh if we're eating our words a year from now we're gonna do this rapid fire style too so just like boom 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 all right will the arrows tour actually end in 2024 yes no no i don't think she's i don't think she's ending in vancouver what month is it isn't it is is like that's in december December? Mm-hmm. Come on. Why? What? Where else is she just like, no, it needs to be bigger. Vancouver's not good enough. You know what? I'm going to fly back to some... I've never gone to Antarctica, and I will end the show there. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm pretty sure she's going to end it because it's consuming her. I mean, you heard her in the Times article. Like, girl is grinding, and I don't know if she can do another year. Like... We're not going to get any more music. She gets burnt out on this tour. All right. Will rep and debut Taylor's version drop in 2024? For yes. sure. Yes. 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 Will we get a new <laughs> album in 2024? I said maybe in the fall. I mean, I know that's when like her normal time. But mm. I don't know, though, because. Yes, of course, I want her to because we're insatiable. But at the same time, I'm like, while she's on tour, and also, yeah, why would I you do? No. Why would you give it away now when, like, if next year you're not or 2025 you're not on tour, that's the perfect time to be like, 
all right, guys, I took a few months off. I'm good. I'm bored because I'm Taylor Swift and I need to always be busy. Here's a new album. And so, yeah, I don't think we're getting a new one until the tour is over because she would have to change the set list. Like, well, she doesn't have to add it. That'd be weird. Especially if she does, if she drops it in like October or November, it's like, it's totally fine. But again, that's like doing the most, but she does the most. So I also wouldn't be shocked. And we know she's got the breakup songs teed up from Joe. (laughs) I think tour will end and then she will drop a new album shortly after. Yeah. When everyone's like, what do we do with our life? Here you go. Right. When everyone's depressed, she'll like let us be in our feelings for a month and then be like, okay, guys, here you go. Um, First surprise song to repeat in 2024. Because she said they're all back on the table. Mm-hmm. We're starting from zero. I said getaway car because she only played it once. Oh. As we discussed, apparently with Jack. Um, and because I feel like getaway car is like Travis's song now. So I feel like she might be it might be a little mm. bit more fun to be like vibe and maybe when he's there she'll sing getaway car. You know? I think that would be really yeah. fun probably to be looking at her. We all like, just want to We all just want to hear yeah. all the like rep and lover songs again like with Travis in mind. Um Basically. I have your on your own kid because she that's like her most performed surprise song and I just feel like it's it's off of her latest album. It clearly encompasses like all of her eras in that song um, and it gets people in their feels. So I feel like she's likely to repeat it. But I would love to hear her sing I Think He Knows again with Travis in mind because I just feel like that's just such a fun little bop. Mm. I should have said no, too, but I don't know why that was on there. That was just like, oh, her being mad about something or like, I don't know. Set list changes in 2024. No. I say no as well. I think she's going to keep long live and like, and not adjust like rep or ad debut in like, cause I feel like that's the only options at this point. It's like, is she gonna, she, she didn't change the 1989 set when she dropped 1989 to add anything else in. I don't think she's going right. to change the rep set. And I feel like no it's only if, set, so. if it felt like that there was like a jarring song missing, which from rep, all we like really feel like we we aren't getting is I, um, I did something bad, which she's gonna yeah. perform at as we've discussed like re-release or announcement whatever. But adding that is just kind of like unnecessary, right? Whereas like long live, you were like, um, okay, come on, where's long live? What are you doing? Yeah, producer Alex thinks that she's gonna cut something else from the set list to add more songs in. Not necessarily long live. Yeah. More Joe songs. Um, All right. Over, maybe. Over, under, how many concerts Travis goes to in 2024? I mean, he has a lot to make up for in the off season. Like, I feel like it's got to be so awkward. You're like, dang it. She's been coming to all my games. But at the same time, it's in the U.S. It's very easy to get to. So it's a little different where she's like, all right, I'm going to Japan. I'm doing this. Um, Right. I'm just going to say three. Whoa, that's low. All right. I have 15. 15? Yeah, when you think about it, there's like three shows a weekend, right? So if he goes to like one location, right? Let's say he goes 
um, let's say he goes to London, right? There's like six shows in London. Yeah, but he's not going to go to all of them. Like, just like how he only went to one before when he was there. Yeah, but that's because it was in season. Like, he, I think he probably would have gone to two, but one got rescheduled and then he had to fly back for, like, for the NFL schedule. Um, I also feel like the difference. He's going to be on a break. So I feel like he, I, my, my guess of 15 is basically saying, I think he's going to go to like four countries throughout the, um, like spring, summer, like he'll go to one, one month, maybe one, another month, whatever. And he'll go to like two or three shows in those weekends. And then she comes back to the U S next fall. True. I think so he's definitely, be yeah, but it'll be fall and now he'll be working again. Yeah, but he'll have a bye week. Yeah. We don't know the schedule, the NFL schedule yet, but at 15, because I'm counting like night one, night two, night three in one city, all as like different appearances. So I'm like, if he goes to like four different countries, then he'll hit that pretty easily. I also feel like it's just a little different because like at least she gets to go to his games and it's different every time and gets to be entertained and gets to like watch a show. Whereas not saying that the air store isn't entertaining, but like it's long three plus hours. And like, you're going to see that multiple, multiple times. Her parents go every night. Yeah. But that's her parents. I don't know. And like, I don't know. It just feels like, I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I would just be like, Sorry, man. I don't know if I want to. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. I feel like when it's spread out, like I'm not saying he's going to be like traveling with her for like two straight months, but it's like you go like one weekend in March and then another in May and another in July. Like, yeah. And obviously it's fun for him because he knows. Well, granted, it depends on the stadium. Like when he was there, it was teed up to where they could see each other. I think that's another big part is it won't be the same if she can't really see him very well because that was half of the fun of like her looking out at him, them vibing together. And so I think at least you could have that to stay entertained. But if she can't see him, then it's kind of like, I don't know. I think he'll like always be in the VIP tent though. And the VIP tents are very well marked. Like they're always, I think that the crowd looks lower than the VIP tent no matter what. And then he's so freaking tall. Like he was way taller than everyone else at that show. So you could see him so clearly. Um, But I also think he's going to use it as an opportunity to like bring his family, bring his friends. Like, so for him, if he's bringing different people along, like you come to Paris and you come to London, like that that would be fun too. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little family. Like, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Okay. True. Maybe just not going alone because like going alone is kind of like, you know, but yeah. Yeah, he can make a thing of it. Granted, as we know, football never really stops. So the off season, he's still busy ish. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. So. All right. On to the next one. Will Midnight's win album of the year at the Grammys. Based on the nominees. Yes, which I only say that not that I, you know, don't think it's deserving of winning, because obviously, but I did peep the nominees to be like, what is her competition? And yeah, 100%. I feel like slightly delusional for being so confident that it's a yes. 
I mean, who's going to be Olivia think, Rodrigo? Well, I just think that the Grammys does, like, I don't know. I feel like it's hard to predict. It's like, are they thinking that by awarding her that and she won folklore for folklore so recently that they're, like, being too biased towards her? But then when you look at this year, like, the only other person in music who can rival the year that she's had is Beyonce and she doesn't have a new album that's like, exactly what I was thinking. I was like, if Beyonce's yeah. not in the category, then no. Yeah, and um, she's not. I mean, obviously, I know Renaissance, like, but that it's not in this cycle. So right. Um, and like, not diminishing the other nominees because I like some of those albums. Like, I love SZA and you know all of that, but I just don't think. Which I feel like we talked about this before with the Grammy announcement of who we think, if we thought she would win, and like her competition and stuff. So yeah. On one hand, I feel like, yes, she'll win. On the other hand, yeah, it feels a little too easy or, like, weirdly biased. It's funny. Yeah. Like, anytime she wins an award, yeah, I'm sure the people giving it to her feel biased. Like, oh, of course we're giving it to Taylor Swift. It's like, well, I mean, she is just the best. And, yeah, it is it's part of it. And uh, last prediction, will Travis go to the Grammys? No. Oh, it's too close. If well, I will say no. If his team makes it to the Super Bowl, if he's not in the Super Bowl, then obviously yes. Yeah, um, I have. But if he's I in the Super yes Bowl, like because what? I've been watching the Chiefs and it's not They're looking not doing great it. right now. It's not Dang. looking great for the Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay, then yes. Um, but if he was gonna be in the Super Bowl, then no, because that would just be kind of crazy. It's like man needs to get his head in the game. Yeah, no, oh. if they're in the Super Bowl, this is an automatic no. Yeah. Um, and listen, crazier things have happened in football. They are still, like, pretty much guaranteed for the playoffs, and um, they I just think they've lost home field advantage at this point. But they haven't – they just haven't looked like the Chiefs of the past. However, you know, sometimes thing, teams have to face adversity. It's if you Taylor want more Swift football talk, go listen to New Heights. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, yeah. Well, it's funny because Taylor um, said from the beginning of going to the games, it was like, oh, wow, like, she's good luck. And then now it's like, should you stop going to the games? And it's like, okay, no. we're just being, I know, it's just superstition, but. Yeah, they're still like five and three with her in attendance. So they still have a winning record with her there. I saw, you know, yeah, people started throwing their regular shade as they do at the partners of athletes. Um, and it's just funny because it only ever comes up when it's like a new person in their life. It never comes up with like, like Patrick Mahomes is married with kids. You think he doesn't like put a certain amount of his energy towards his family? Are they a distraction? Like True. Taylor is in Kansas City for like two or three days. And then she goes back to New York City when Travis goes back to practice. Like that's kind of how it's been going. So and she's not taking all she's these not, cute photos with them before the game or not like giving kisses on the side of the feet, like the sidelines. So it's like, yeah. True. Yeah. It's just, yeah. People I've, I've seen more people come out in defense of that because as sports fans, like we've seen that narrative used many times, not just related to Taylor, but related to like other girlfriends whatever of athletes and I've been happy to see a lot of people like automatically squashing that as it started to kind of percolate over the last couple of days since the Chiefs lost pretty terribly on Christmas Day 
Um, like, don't even start to blame Taylor Swift. She's not on the field. She has nothing to do with this. Like, give me a break. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, he probably does get nervous, though. Like he said, he, he didn't, what is it? He didn't look at the screen or whatever. Oh, yeah, that was during the Patriots game. He was like, I was trying to play it cool when they put it on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> That's just cute. But maybe they're, like, chilling now. They've been together long enough that maybe he can at least have some kind of chill about things like that you know it's like okay she's yeah, here every I, weekend let's you know focus on the game yeah like if if she stopped going i almost think that'd be worse it's like she needs to just like keep going so that people will like it'll stop being a thing it's just like expected she goes to the games there was also a shot at the end of this game of her and britney and they were like the broadcast was, you know, closing up that game and moving on to the next. And they showed sad shots of the football players. And then they showed a shot of Taylor, like, putting her arm around Brittany. And she just is mouthing, like, yep. <laughs> and they're, they just both look so sad in their Santa hats. <laughs> like, I know. Just the knowledge of, okay, now we have to go console these men. Let's go. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, those were our 2024 predictions. I think it's going to be another fun year to be a Swifty. <laughs> Always a good year to be a Swifty. Yeah. Especially with the Eras tour. All right. Well, we will be back in 2024 with more episodes of Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. Thanks for uh, joining us on this journey as we started our pod this year. And... We're still figuring it out. We, if you've made it to the end, we appreciate you. <laughs> Crawled our way to the end, but next year, hoping to bring bigger and better stuff. So stay tuned. Molly's like, what yeah. stuff is she talking about? I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I don't know either, but it's going to be big. I mean, it's going to be rep related, so it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, it's going to, yeah, 2024 is just rep. And more arrows to The year of the That's snake. Yes. Let's go. And they keep wearing more and more black each time we record and just like start getting more absurd. Next, I'll do this. By the time rep actually comes out, you're just going to have like scales. All right. Leave us a review subscribe to the pod we would appreciate it and follow us on tiktok instagram or twitter slash x at hit it hits diff pod and uh yeah we'll be back in 2024 bye, bye. bye. <laughs> see you next year <laughs>